Thanks, Jason. Well, I just want to I, I just want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank Hume for just being so hospitable, not only to my family, but look at this man building a city in the middle of the desert. Can you give it up for Hume Lake and all of the people that contributed and the Ruts guys and Jay running the production stuff and so I can be heard and so you guys can get prizes and, and all this stuff. Just just wonderful. There's so many people contributing um, and that's what makes that's what makes the, the Christian walk so much fun is gathering with other people with the same like-mindedness to actually lend one another our faith, lend one another and fuel our faith, right? We've been talking about that. So fuel, what's the F? Faith. What's the U? Unity. What's the E? Endurance. Endurance. How many of you think you know what the L is? Okay, yeah, lots of love, right? Sorry, you're wrong. It's very tied, you know, that's the thing. The, the fact is the, of the matter is, if you look at even there's a list in, and I read it yesterday, Second Peter chapter 1, uh, 5 through 7, he gives a list of virtues, things that Peter says, listen, if, if you want to continue and sustain and live out the power, the divine power that you've been given in a divine nature, then add to your faith these things, and he lists them all out, and, and it's what's called an honorific decree, which is, I'm telling you what I've given you. Jesus is saying this. I'm telling you what I've given you, and because I've given it to you, now you go and live it out. And it culminates in love. The final one, the capstone of it all is love. Love is always the capstone. Why? Because God is love, and it represents the world. It doesn't negate his holiness, his righteousness, the wrath that he's pouring out upon sin, but ultimately his goal is to have love community with the people that he created in his image. Sin frustrated that, and so it kind of screwed up the whole plan. But he had a plan. The plan was Jesus, before the foundation of the earth, to come and to make it right. And so I just want to encourage you, if you don't know the plan of Jesus, if, you, if you're just here, you're brought by some friends, I'm so grateful for your friends, and I want you to, to hear the gospel for the first time. I'm going to share that a little bit later. But I want you to be thinking, even as we do this, what are the things that, that draw your heart? What are the things that draw your affections? And what is the reward or the ultimate reward of those things? You see, there's a, there's a, a verse in Mark chapter 12, and I've switched to my glowy Bible. But I've got, I've, you've got to know that my glowy Bible is the Bible the Bible is the most important thing that we can look to for instruction about God. Not some fancy speaker on Twitter or anything like that. It has to be God's Word. And in God's Word, He explains Himself very clearly. And one day, Jesus is walking around in uh, this, you know, this, around Israel. And He was constantly being, you know, kind of pushed against by these people called the Pharisees or the scribes. They were the religious folks. They were the authorities of the day. They were those that said, we know what it looks like to be like God. You follow us. You give your money to us. You do our rules. You dress this way. You do all these things, and you'll be good. But definitely stay away from the Gentile dogs. And that was anybody that wasn't a Jew. You see, that was a messed up view of God. <laughs> because God in Jesus came and said, you know what? 
I came to the Jews, but I'm also going to go talk to the Samaritans. I'm going to go over to the Decapolis. And in Mark 5, he, he casts a demon out of a guy that was demonized. And he said, go home to your own people and share the truth of what has happened to you with them. See, Jesus doesn't care who you are or where you're from, what you've done, the past, or what you'll do in the future. But he cares that you know him and that you follow him. And so when Jesus was asked by one of the scribes, this is Mark 12, verse 28. One of the scribes approached when he heard them debating and saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked this question, trying to catch Jesus. Which command is the most important of all? Okay, Jesus, you're this great teacher. We don't know about you. You didn't come through our schools. You don't dress like us. You don't talk like us. You, you heal on the Sabbath. Like You're not doing what we tell you you should do. I want you young people to know that. Sometimes following Jesus doesn't look like what everybody else does. It doesn't look like what everybody else even in your church does. It looks like what scripture, the Bible, tells you to do. And Jesus answered this. He said, the most important thing, the most important thing is this. And then he actually quotes from the Bible. I love that. Jesus, when answering a question, what's the most important, what did he do? He pointed us right back to this and said, the most important thing is already there for you. And it's this. He said, listen, Israel, quoting out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. If you have an NIV or some of the others, there's a footnote right there. And even in Deuteronomy, there's a footnote. And it says, this phrase, the way it's written, the Lord your God is one, can also be said as the Lord your God is the Lord alone, or he's the only one. He's the only one. And, and he goes on to say, tied to it, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus identified what was important. What was it? That the Lord your God is one. He's the only one. And you love him with everything you got. And in loving him with everything you got, then you love others well also. And so the L is not love, but tied into it is love. But out of love comes from what? Loyalty. And so how do you feel the Christian faith, the Christian walk? It's this handlebars of faith. It's ratcheted down into unity with other believers. It's endurance to turn away from sin and turn towards the Lord. And it's loyalty to who he is. It's the purposeful pursuit of holding on to him. Loyalty. Purposeful pursuit. You know, when I was, when I was young, um, I was... Uh, given a, a motorcycle. I was, and I heard some kids talking outside my, my door today talking about uh, the bikes that they got and they, the one they got was this color and that color. Um, and it was interesting because when I was seven years old, forgive me for this awkward look here, trying to keep from blowing away. When I was, I think I was seven or eight was the first time I got uh, my first bike that was brand new. You know what that's like? Some of you do, some of you don't. I haven't gotten one since, so don't feel bad. <laughs> But a brand new bike. My brother was older than me. He had a he had a KX uh, eighty, and and we we were you know I was always looking at him with this green machine, and he was all about it. 
And my parents were so gracious, I got a YZ60. YZ60, this was in the 80s back when Yamaha was yellow. And like not just a little bit yellow, like all yellow. The whole thing was yellow. And, and this, this yellow, and then what did I do? What did I want to do? I wanted to match up, right? So I had the, the, what I call the bulbous bell. Do you remember the bulbous bell? The big old bell helmet that was just yellow. No graphics on it. Didn't break it up. It was just this big round thing with a face guard. Then I had the yellow Yamaha jersey, and I had the yellow pants. And I was all about it, man. I looked like a loco banana driving across the desert. This, this, this boy with his yellow bike and his yellow helmet and everything was yellow. There's no way you could have, if you were in this time period, you would have known, oh, that kid, he's all about Yamaha. You see, the, the thing we want to do to push our Christian faith forward is we want people to say and look at us and say, you know what? They're all about Jesus. They're all about Jesus. That, that helps you walk the Christian walk in a way. Why? Because others looking at you helps you understand that, man, I got some obligation here. If I've been given power, if I've been given a divine nature, if I have something sparked within me, combined with the air that I am and fueling me, then I walk as if people notice who I belong to. You see, I've been looking all, all week. It's gone now, but the, the KTM racing tent back there, right? It's orange. Why is it orange? Because KTM's orange. You identify it by that. And so my little YZ60 was that start of that thing. But here's what I want you to know. And, and I was, we had that, that awesome old bike. Whoever let us borrow that, I appreciate that. That was awesome to see up here, that DT. But Yamaha, if I, if I was a Yamaha rider, um, would it make sense if, if I was, was to cruise up to you as a factory rider and then I threw on this hat? It's a Suzuki. It's yellow. Yamaha's not so much yellow anymore, right? But if I was to wear this, even if I was still the loco banana, but I was to wear this hat, you see, I would look similar. I would look like it. I would try to match it up, but I'd have a totally different brand that I was riding for. And see, that's the thing. With our public display of Christ, we got to measure that up. We got to say, okay, is what I say I believe matching up to the way I live it out in front of people? Because loyalty has to be public. It has to be public. The next thing is loyalty is also private. Loyalty is private. You see, private means that even when people aren't looking, you're still loyal to Jesus. This is where it gets to the nitty-gritty. This isn't just when you're at dirt camp, when you're surrounded by other families that are all aligned in allegiance to Christ. This is when you're not surrounded by anybody or when you have to be the one enduring and the only one standing out saying, no, I won't do that. I won't uh, go that way because I am loyal to Christ. And if it costs me something, it costs me something. But you know what? The cost that he paid for me is worth more than all of that. And so it's private. Your, your life has to match up. And the funny thing about uh, motocross racing, right? If you look over the history of motocross racing and, and going back, started in the 70s, and, and then pushing all the way up, 
Do you know that there's guys that have won just a lot of races? Some of these guys, names you know, you know, the, the, the McGraths and all of these guys that you would say, yeah, I know those guys, but they've won a lot of races. But do you know what? They've often not won for the same factory. Because behind closed doors, they're always working deals, man. Got to sell bikes. Got to promote more. What sponsorship could I get? Factory racing has, has gone, you know, by the wayside a little bit. Not, not totally, but what comes to prominence now is, is Monster and all of that, right? Always drinking a Monster or Red Bull. They're always throwing that on. But what they do is they, they have this public display of, man, I'm all about the brand. First thing they do when they get off the race and they're, you know, standing on that podium, what do they have? They got a hat. They got a factory hat on saying, here I am. I'm all about this. They might be at that very moment, if they're on the Kawasaki team, they might be talking to Honda about what they can offer them. So your loyalty has to be private and not looking for a way out, but looking for a way in to push in, to draw in, to be closer. You know, there's, a, there's, there's those five kind of major brands that, that run in motocross and in racing. But it's interesting, there's, there's, one, there's one guy, right? Ryan... And Ryan Villapoto has won for Kawasaki. He was only riding for Kawasaki. It's one of the few riders that has won a lot of championships and, and for Kawasaki. And, and he stuck to a brand, which is fascinating. And I don't know all the intricacies of what he, you know, how he came up and who he was riding with before and all of that. But when he was in that spot of winning championships, he was always true to the green and see some of us want to live our christian life in private while we're riding a kawasaki we want to be wearing this and thank you for whoever let me borrow this i hear they just ripped it off your back so i appreciate that but it wouldn't make sense right if i was a kawasaki kawasaki factory rider and then when I rolled into my trailer after a race, if I put this thing on and I said, man, this feels right. This just feels good. Doesn't make any sense. And that's why it's so important that your loyalty is both in the private as well as in the public. You have to say, what am I doing and how am I attaching? How am I being brought together, looking over the handlebars of faith, ratcheted into my community, enduring temptation, and so I can stay loyal to you, Jesus, not just when people are watching, but when no one is there, when no one's there. You've got to do that if you want to run the Christian race well. It's got to be private. The next thing, the last one, is it has to be promoted. Thank you, man. It has to be promoted. Now, if I was to take this off, and my bald head will get very cold, but if I was to walk up to you, and I was to say, hey, man, it's really good to meet you. I'm a rep from Honda, and I'd love to sponsor you. Would you feel like, oh, that, that kind of makes sense? This guy's jiving. He's wearing the clothes. He maybe has the authority, but here's the thing. <laughs> if you have the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you know the truth that you cannot make yourself righteous on your own, that you've sinned, and, and sin, this wrongdoing, according to God's standard of doing, 
the, you've missed the mark. That's what sin means, missing the mark. You miss that mark, and you cannot fix it. You're seized. There ain't no way you're turning that thing over. But there's someone who comes to rebuild the engine. His name is Jesus, and he offers that to anyone and everyone out there. He says, look, if you will come into my shop, <laughs> come into my tent, come into my factory tent, and I will tear that thing down, and we will throw not only a new top end on it, but we're going to run through all of it. We're going to run through all of it. And we're going to out you, outfit you with something brand new, new birth. See, that's what Jesus offers. He came. He lived a perfect life. He did not sin one bit. He never missed the mark of God's standard. And yet, he said, I'm going to offer myself as a sacrifice for sin on your behalf. What you couldn't do, which is escaping death because of your sin, I can do. Because I haven't sinned, I will go into death. And when I go into death, it will not be able to hold me because it has no rights on me. Because the Father will, will see me. He will see my righteousness. He will see, though, the sin of everyone in all the world for all time put and placed upon him could not hold him. Because the wrath of God was poured out on him because of the sin that was bearing on him. And it was satisfied, satisfied. And when he did that, he then made a way for us to, to sign on the line, sign the contract. I want to be in your factory, Christ. I want to be a writer for you, but you have to take that step of signing on the line. You have to make that choice. And that's how we explain it at our church. I'll just do it this way because it's simple. The promotion of Jesus, and this is something that we can all take everywhere if you know, but if you're here today and perhaps the Lord's been working in your heart over this you know, weekend in conversations that you've been having or something you've heard from God's word and you're saying, you know what, I don't know that I'm a factory rider. I don't know that I'm fueled because I'm not on, I'm not on the team. You can come on the team right now by admitting a, it's as simple as ABC. It's not, a, it's not simple to be a Christian, but it's simple to initiate that, that connection with Christ, and then he will give you the power to do what is hard. It's A, admitting, admitting that you have a need for Christ. Admitting that you've sinned, that you've fallen short of the glory of God, and you need him to make up the difference for you. It's believing that Jesus on the cross, when he died, he did that for you. He took payment, made payment for your sin, and then he rose from the dead, showing that you can have new life and new birth. So you have to be, you have to believe that. But then the final thing that you need to do as God is moving in your heart is to see, to choose, to choose to follow him. Choose to sign on the line. And the rest of us, if you're, if you're already a believer... In order to fuel your Christian life, that loyalty, man, it has to be public. People got to know. I love so much and I appreciate uh, the, the racers under the sun. They've got that ichthus in the middle. There, there's no way you're walking around with that Jesus symbol, hopefully, and you're, you're treating people badly because you got a factory brand on you. I'm a child of the sun. And because I'm a racer of the sun, I don't race like everyone else. I race with my number one. The Lord is the only one. 
And when you do that, then the people you're surrounded with and the people that see you are, are seeing that, that public display that also lines up with this private heart and you're willing to promote it to others. And so if you, you know, don't share the gospel very often with your friends, it's not just like yelling at them. It's not telling them, oh, stop acting bad. It's telling them that, that God loves them, that he has a standard that they have to, they have to embrace, which is Jesus. That's it. They can't make up the difference. They can't act right enough to get to a relationship with God, but they have to submit themselves under the sun. Under the sun. And you've got to share that. If that acronym helps you, the ABCs, admit, believe, and choose, do that with your friends and family because there is no other option for them but to be saved through Christ. And so as we leave, as we kind of wrap up this whole weekend Remember, your faith does have to be fueled. Your Christian walk is fueled looking over the handlebars of faith, focusing on God. Doesn't mean you don't have to do other things. We have jobs, we have school, we have work, we have our friends, we've got our interests, but we look over those handlebars. We ratchet down into unity with other believers. Whether you're a kid and you're going to, to church on Sunday morning, or you're a youth and you're going on Wednesday night and you're locking in to other believers that can help you focus over those bars. Or you're, you're strapping on your boots of endurance saying, you know what, I'm not going to walk how everyone else walks. I'm going to walk a little different because I know that it will help my faith as I endure temptation, push away from it. And then as you are loyal to seeing God as the only true God. So wear the factory brand. Wear it publicly. Wear it privately. Promote it incessantly. Never stop telling people about this great love that God has for them. Because as you do that, guess what? You start to understand it more deeply yourself. The best way to know something well is to teach something well. And so would you pray with me? Lord, I'm so grateful for the chance to be, just be out here with these wonderful folks. Lord, I pray that if you are moving in the hearts of someone, that they would respond. That they would see that the the factory rider that we want to follow has, has already won every championship that could ever be won. He's number one without a doubt. Nobody's even questioning it. Jesus. And if you're here today and you've, you've never made a confession of faith, you've never had an initiation of faith, you're seeing it now. You're seeing that you need something. You need someone to restore you to God, and that person is Jesus. It is as simple as what I explained a minute ago. It's praying this simple prayer. Lord, I admit my need for you. I admit that I can't do this on my own. I admit that I've fallen short of what you require, but I believe that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection made payment for me and shows me how I can walk towards you. And so today, Lord, I choose to put you in control of my life. I choose to submit my opinions, my authority, my desires to you. So, Lord, come take over my heart. And you can pray a prayer like that. It doesn't have to be those words. Again, salvation isn't a prayer. <laughs> salvation is a submission. And for the rest of us, Lord... 
I just ask that you would help us to grab a hold of our faith more securely as it's fueled so that we can be people of faith that are unified in not only belief but in love for one another as we are enduring temptation and as we are loyally proclaiming who you are to the world around us. And we pray this all, Father, because you loved us so much. And Jesus, we pray this in your name because you came and you provided for us what we never could. And Holy Spirit, we pray this in your name because you empower us to believe this, to take this from here, and to proclaim it to the world around us. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want to know that. Hume wants to know that. If you could let somebody know, we would, we would love that because we don't want to just send you away. This isn't a, a sign on the dotted line and we give you some stickers and you take off. You need to get plugged into a church. You need to tell somebody you came with. Why? Because this walk of the Christian faith is to be done in community. And so we want to know that. I'll be up here. I'll wear this jersey for a few more minutes. Whoever's jersey this is, come up to me and get it from me because I don't know who you are. And I'd love to meet you. I'd love to encourage you in your walk. And so grateful for you all. And uh, remember, drive home safe.